welcome into Coach's Corner. I am your host, Luke's Coach Far, as always, and we are back with a new episode of Coach's Corner, episode 34, 33? We're in the 30s. That's the point of the topic there. But we have a lot of sports We over the weekend. We have a lot of football to get into. So we'll just go ahead and hit the ground running with some quick reactions that I, you know, one thought that I have from college football and one thought that I have from the NFL. And I'll start off with the NFL thought, and I'll just go off the first game that we saw because, you know, I recorded before Kansas City played Detroit. Travis Kelsey was out. I have to preface it that way. But I think it's time to say that the Lions are a legit team, and I know that a lot can change week to week. We can go to this, you know, Detroit Seahawks game this upcoming week and basically eliminate, you know, if the Lions lose, we can eliminate everything that I'm saying right now. But I don't think that's going to happen. Here's why. I think that the Lions played a complete game of football. And it wasn't a beautiful game. Like, it wasn't... No game was aesthetically, like, the best game that we've seen ever. Because if you you look at the Chargers and Dolphins, awesome game. 30-something to 30-something. Dolphins end up winning that game. And even then, you can point to the defenses and be like, the defenses was terrible in that. Because... Tyreek Hill ran crazy. Uh, Justin Herbert was, you know, rolling up and down the field. So the defenses weren't sharp for either team until the end when the Dolphins got a critical stop on Justin Herbert. But that doesn't, you know, mean that, you know, they're going to continue being that way, that all the games are going to continue being bad. Bad football is just upon us. No, I think we're going to get some more corrections, some better offensive, defensive, you know, type games. But the Lions, I think, played perhaps the most complete game on offense and defense because their offense moved the ball well. You know, they moved up and down the field, not at will, but they moved it and got to the red zone multiple times, especially the one late in the game when when David Montgomery rushed and, you know, the game, what would be the game-winning touchdown. He did that. And, you know, I, they, I don't know if they used Jameer Gibbs as much as they would like to if they... This was the plan for Jameer Gibbs, bring him along slowly, but I, I think there's something there. I think they did draft a good player, obviously, maybe too high, but they drafted a good player that I think can be useful for them this season. And Jared Goff didn't you know, put the Lions in harm's way, which is something that people have been kind of, I guess, critical about him. You know, it's like, can Jared Goff win you games? And I think he can. I think he proved that he can. He went on the road in a hostile environment on ring night for the Kansas City Chiefs and beat Patrick Mahomes. If you just use that sentence, that's a very good sentence. It's a very good resume that Jared Goff now has for this season. You know, it's one game in, but it still happened. And, you know, their special teams early on, they got a fake punt, a first down on like, it was like fourth and two from their own like 15 yard line. So, Already, uh, insane play to call there, but special teams came through. They got that first down, um, and then their defense. I mean, obviously, you could chalk up the, you know, off or the offensive woes of the Chiefs to them not having Travis Kelsey and Kadarius Tony walking around with like butter nubs on his hand. But that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to give some credit to the Lions defense because I thought they played very um, well in not allowing, you know, Patrick Mahomes to get into a true rhythm. You know, like. He had his moments, obviously, because he's Patrick Mahomes, but it never felt like he had that true, you know, he was not marching up and down the field with ease. It was 
always Aiden Hutchinson was a little bit in his face, or Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, one of their acquisitions, was around the ball whenever it was thrown downfield. And for that reason, I like I said, I think that the Lions played the most complete game in the most impressive fashion against a very, very solid Chiefs team. I just don't think it's going to be a top-two seed in the AFC. So I feel like the Lions silently kind of won week one. It's It kind of gets mopped away because you know they played Thursday and then we had all the craziness on Sunday. But that game, I think, was a very you know, big win for the Lions franchise, a good step in the right direction for them. And, you know, I just I liked what they did. It was super impressive. And now my one college football thought is kind of along similar lines, but this time plug in the Texas Longhorns because they played an unbelievable game on the road in one of the most hostile environments you can get. And admittedly, I think that the Alabama Crimson Tide are not good. For Alabama Crimson Tide standards, I had to let that one sit a little bit. You know, I, I just don't think that this team, you know, we've seen in the past couple years that Alabama, I think, has become more undisciplined than they ever have been under Nick Saban. Um, last year, they were that same way against Texas, you know, but they managed to squeak out with the win because they have Bryce Young on their team. Um, this time, they did that similar, they had a very similar type game, but they didn't have Bryce Young on their side. They had Jalen Milrow, who unbelievable athlete but he's not a good quarterback let's be honest here and it's one of those I think if if he was at like Louisville I think he would be a monster at Louisville I think he would destroy records or maybe not records because Lamar Jackson went there but Jalen Milrow would thrive at Louisville he would thrive at Nebraska Georgia Tech where I don't think the pressure of being the Alabama quarterback is there Therefore, he'd play a lot more loose. In kind of a similar fashion of how Bo Nix has been, you know, Oregon is a better team than Auburn was, like, ever during Bo Nix's time. But, you know, it feels like Bo Nix at Oregon doesn't have that same pressure of being the Auburn quarterback in the SEC as, like, the former son of a quarterback that played for Auburn. You know, the, the pressure isn't there. And you see what he is. He's kind of a touchdown machine at Oregon. And so... I think Jalen Milrow's kind of that similar fashion where if he was like anywhere but Alabama, maybe, you know, the other top schools like Ohio State, you know, teams like that caliber where it's like you could still be a super, you know, great athletic quarterback, but, you know, not have that pressure of being like a national championship quarterback. He has to be that level. And he's just not that level. He's fine. But I think that he struggled mightily several just bad interceptions not like you know throw a deep ball 50 50 your guy just didn't come down with it no they were just like didn't see the safety didn't see a linebacker just creeping around and he just threw it to that zone and it killed him it, it kind of literally killed alabama and i mean what can i say like that was the texas defense was also like all up in his face like it's a credit to the texas defense as much as it is jalen milrose inability to be a great reading quarterback you know i i think they applied just enough pressure to get him off his spot enough like made him aware that texas defenders were going to be around him they got several sacks late in the game that were huge and those interceptions were big but then you flip the offense queen ewers queen ewers is my might be my guy now i i just and it's not just because he beat alabama but queen ewers showed a level of poise um 
he had like just such a good touch and feel for the ball on Saturday. And I mean, he could, you know, just turn into a pumpkin and not really do much else this season. Like that was as impressive as what he did against Alabama. But I just something about him is just like he, he feels like he has it as a passer. I feel like he has a like just a good feel for where he wants to go with the ball, where he wants to throw it, and. I mean, I'm I'm ready to bang the drum for Quinn Ewers to Atlanta because Desmond Ritter is, we'll get to him later, but not super impressive. But Quinn Ewers, like I said, impressed me big time. His couple of moonshot deep balls they threw to Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell. Big throws, big boy throws that I loved. Felt like he had a really good command just like horizontally as well on the field as well as vertically. Like, he just impressed me against an Alabama defense that I don't think is a joke. Like, I think this is a, a good Alabama defense, one of the better ones they've had. And, I, yeah, I just, they super impressed me. And, I, you know, I think there's a very healthy mix of teams at the top. And they're, like, usual teams that we know and that are very good, like Florida State and Notre Dame, you know, Ohio State. Like, all those teams are really good and should normally be in the mix for the playoff. But this year, it feels like they all do actually have a legit chance at making a run here. And you also have, you know, Georgia and Michigan are also at the top there who've been in the playoff now a couple of years in a row. Like, those two teams are still around. Like Florida State, um, Texas now, Notre Dame, Ohio State's going to be around. Don't count out Alabama. Never do that. Never, ever do that. And then Pac-12 teams, what do you do with all them? USC, Oregon, Utah. I mean, those teams didn't have great weekends, Oregon and Utah. But, they, you know, they're still super talented, uber talented, could win the Pac-12. Pac-12 has eight teams in the top 25 in the last year before they just implode. Insane. It's an, it's an insane story. The college football season, I think, is shaping up to be one of the most chaotic ones once we get into conference play. I cannot wait just cannot wait so with all that being said you know i figure we should move in those are my two things i want to touch on regarding you know the happenings in football around the weekend let's go ahead and get into our preview slash review of last week this is some of the games a little preview of what i'm going to be picking on here Um, but first you know last week i don't want to say we did bad but you know last week we just Went four, four and one. It's five hundred. That's fine, um, but we kind of got hosed on some, and now I feel a little bit silly about some. You know, Kansas minus two against Illinois. That was an easy. That was easy money. I loved that. Uh, Purdue minus one versus Virginia Tech. We had a long lightning delay that made that a little sketchy, but of course we got that because Purdue's better. Um, I scratched out the plus one and a half I had for Utah because I thought it was just, it felt like it was done in bad faith. And so I get, put down the minus seven Utah number and they pushed that. So that's where the one is there. Ole Miss versus Tulane, the over. Michael Pratt wasn't playing for Tulane. I didn't know he, he was hurt, but we, we ate that one on the chin. Almost got it too. That was the crazy part. Iowa versus Iowa State over 36 and a half. That was. That was just a passion. That was a passion play there. Like, maybe we get this. Uh, Oregon minus three and a half. Insane way to cover that game where Oregon was probably going to lose that game until the very end. Like, not even cover that game also, but they managed to get like a pick six at the last minute to make that an easy cover. But good lord, we had to fight for that one. 
Uh, Wisconsin versus Wazoo was like three points off, so that's just tough luck. Uh, Wazoo, impressive win over Wisconsin, by the way. Um, Auburn minus five versus Cal. Maybe Cal isn't as bad as I thought they were. You know, they've, they've kind of improved. The quarterback, Jaden Ott, I believe it is, is pretty okay. Um, I mean, Auburn might just be bad as well. Uh, and then App State and UNC, that one went into overtime to cash that. That was an easy. That should have been my lock of the week, but that was easy. That was just too easy. But either way, those are last week's picks. This is this week's picks. I'll read them off as we go here. And we'll start here. Memphis versus Navy. I have the under here, forty-seven. Uh, I don't. I don't love either number. Like the plus or my, like the plus thirteen for Navy, minus thirteen for Memphis. If I had to pick, I'd probably go Memphis. But uh, I love the under here. Just service academy unders. They're always a play. You know, Army, Navy. You can always count on them to get you that under because of just how slow they play, how much they don't score. Memphis. If Memphis scores like 48 on them, that's we'll have to live with that. 48 to nothing, you know that. That's just yeah. Once again, take that one on the chin. Uh, next one I have on my list is Wake Forest minus 14 is the number here against Old Dominion. At Old Dominion makes this a little bit scary, but I'm a Wake Forest fan. I think they're a good team. It's one of those like, despite losing Sam Harmon and At Perry, both like kind of their one-two connection they've had on offense. I think they've continued to score points in a good fashion. So, you know, I think Wake Forest can cover the 14 here. I, I like them to do that at Old Dominion. It's tough because, like I said, on the road against Old Dominion, who I think is frisky, but I like them to get that. Um, Next one I have on my list, Kansas State, minus three and a half here. I'll change that on my – I have minus four and a half, so give me the – extra point there uh kansas state ranked number 15 going to missouri is a little bit concerning um just because you know as on the road sec kansas state's kind of i won't say expectations are high but you know they are the reigning big 12 champs that kind of gets forgotten about um but i do like uh, will howard there, the quarterback for kansas state i don't know if mizzou is cooking as much as people thought they'd be you know i think they've started off a little bit slower because I think Mizzou, I don't say it was a dark horse to win the SEC, but they're like, they could get a bowl game at like seven, eight wins maybe, and I don't think they're living up to that pace right now. So give me Kansas State minus three and a half. I can think they can win this by a touchdown. Uh, next one I have, Alabama at South Florida. That's such a weird thing for Alabama to be on the road. This is Alabama minus 32 on my book. I'm going to keep that one, not minus 33 on the screen. Just because I think, I mean, Alabama coming off a loss, I think that they're like straight up, I think they're like 25 and 2 or something. The 15 12 against the spread, I believe. Like the numbers against them, or the numbers with them coming off of a loss under Nick Saban are very good. So I could imagine them dominating USF here just wire to wire. Uh, next game I have on my book is. Minnesota plus seven and a half at North Carolina. I don't think North Carolina is a good team. I think they're fine. You know, they just haven't impressed me so far this season. I just, you know, it's one of those I expected them to just be better offensively with Drake May. Um, they're just not as good as I think they normally are. Uh, the defense is better than I expected, so I mean they should be able to like at least shut down Minnesota, but. 
you know, a touchdown is a lot. And like I said, North Carolina hasn't played inspiring football. So uh, give me Minnesota plus the points there. Not to win outright, but to at least, you know, be in the game by a touchdown. Uh, next one I have. Uh, JMU, James Madison, plus three at Troy. It's plus two and a half on the screen, whatever. Uh, I just like James Madison a lot. Uh, they've entered the, you know, the, the Division One football, and they've been really good. They beat Virginia last week. Um, I think this might this might be a tough one. This might be a trap line just because, you know, Troy at night, you know, being on the road at night against any college I think is tougher. But James Madison, I think, has the guys. I think they're good. They haven't covered a spread yet this year. I think that can change with the win outright on uh, Saturday night. Next game I have the, oh, what do they call this, backyard brawl? <laughs> Either way, rivalry between Pittsburgh at West Virginia. Exciting game last year. I had Pitt. They managed to win that one barely for me. That was an incredible game to watch. It's like, it's, it's, it's beautifully ugly, if that's a way to describe this rivalry. Like last year it was. This year I think it'll be similar. Um, and it says West Virginia minus three. That's changed on me. But I had West Virginia plus one versus Pitt. Locked that one in. Because <laughs> I do think West Virginia will win this game. Pittsburgh hasn't inspired me. Hasn't been you know a great you know start to the season for a program that's been relatively okay the past couple seasons, you know. Phil Jurkovic is just maybe not a good quarterback in college, but Pitt doesn't know that yet. But, yeah, give me West Virginia there. Next one I have on my book is TCU at Houston. Um, I have the under 64.5. This one is it's it's one of those you should expect a big over party. Like, maybe they all do just, like, go crazy. But I don't think either team is very good. I don't – I mean, TCU hasn't inspired me a ton, you know, to – you know, look at them favorably, favoritively since that Colorado game. Uh, Houston hasn't been sharp really. Uh, you know, just, I don't know. Just either team, both in the Big 12, this is their first Big 12 matchup here, but don't inspire a ton of confidence in me to have great offenses like they normally do. So give me that under 64 and a half. Next one, Purdue plus two and a half versus Syracuse. It's at Purdue, so I'm curious why we're giving so much love to Syracuse maybe it's because the quarterback's experienced but uh Purdue did me right last week with Virginia Tech I'm I'm gonna go with them this time uh to win outright against Syracuse I don't I don't it's one of those I just don't really believe in Syracuse to be that team and yeah I like I like Purdue in this matchup uh then I have Tulane at Southern Miss minus 12 and a half it's 13 on the screen here uh, just Southern Miss is a good team. I don't doubt that. But Tulane uh, hopefully gets Michael Pratt back. If if he's not back, I still feel confident in the backup quarterback. He seems to be a competent kid. Uh, played well against Ole Miss. You know, had them winning that game for a little bit. Willie Fritz is a good coach. I like Tulane to win this, even against Frank Gore Jr. on Southern Miss. And then the last game I have my eyes on, Virginia Tech at Rutgers. I have Virginia Tech plus seven here. Uh, looks like the public loves Rutgers. I don't. I don't. I don't love Rutgers. I don't think I'll ever really love Rutgers. So you know, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Hokies here. I think that their quarterback is 
better than what he was last year. You know, I think Virginia Tech's better than what I thought they were last year. I think they're just, you know, slowly improving. They're not great, don't get me wrong. But I think that they're better than Rutgers, who just, you know, I don't know. They, they Rutgers doesn't inspire me in this game. I, plus seven is a big number for them to cover. And, I, you know, <laughs> relying on a team like Rutgers to cover seven points feels like a lot. So give me Virginia Tech plus seven here, and I'm not gonna lie. I love I I just I love this line. I love the like bets that I have this week. I feel really good about it. This week isn't a great week for college football. Next next week a week for college football is gonna be a big one. There's so many ranked matchups. A lot of bit Pac-12 kicking off. Super excited for that. Super pumped for that. But. This week, I feel like has some underrated matchups and could get a little hectic by the time we get to the you know seven o'clock slate. Um, but I, I love these bets I have in man. I, I'm really excited to watch see how these unfold because like I said last week, not a great week for your boy, but that's okay. That's okay. We bounce back. So moving on, talking about some NFL football here before we head out. Uh, you know, I, I don't have any, I mean, obviously I'll talk about my thoughts on some of these teams as we go from the past week. Uh, the Chiefs was the big one, Chiefs-Lions was the big one I wanted to talk about since, you know, it's been a while since that happened. But either way, you know, we'll just go ahead and hit right into it. Minnesota at Philadelphia, tonight, tonight we have that happening. Um, Philadelphia's down three players, I think Minnesota's down one, uh, but I I mean, I fully expect Philadelphia to win this game. It's one of those that you know, started off rough against the Patriots, but I think the Patriots are also a good team. <laughs> you know, I th- I think the Patriots' defense is really solid, and Philly offense is ran into a tough defense. That's really all it comes down to. And Minnesota losing to the you know Buccaneers. That's just that's a really really ugly start for Minnesota for a team that's you know was kind of labeled not kind of was labeled a fraud last year and definitely was a fraud because they lost to the Giants you know losing that opening game to Baker Mayfield is a tough look and I don't think they'll be any better because they also got blown out by Philadelphia last year so tough one there for Philadelphia I can't see them winning uh, Green Bay at Atlanta Green Bay really impressed me I I didn't think the Bears would I don't know if I said the Bears would win or not but I thought that game was going to be super interesting last week and it flat out wasn't because Green Bay ran away with it by the third quarter I mean Jordan Love looked legit. Um, Aaron Jones was a monster. You know, he had a hamstring issue, so we'll see how he goes this week. But, uh, yeah, Green Bay impressed me last week, and I, the NFC North might just be tortured because Green Bay keeps finding quarterbacks that are just competent. So, tough for Green Bay. They go on the road to Atlanta, who also had a good win against Carolina. The defense showed out. The offense, yeah, left some things to be desired, but obviously B. John Robinson had some great plays. Tyler Algier looked really good. Kyle Pitts had a big catch. I mean, that's really the only thing that he did all day. The only thing the passing game did all day. But, things looked good and they won the game. And it was against the Panthers who aren't very good, but you, you do what you you know, do what you work with. It's tough. But, I, I think this will be an entertaining game. And it wouldn't shock me if Atlanta just laid an egg here. That's just, feels very Atlanta-esque. But, We'll see how that plays out. Vegas at Buffalo. This feels like a big bounce back spot for Buffalo. Obviously, they had a, a devastating loss against the not the Raiders. The, they're playing the Raiders. The Jets. They had a devastating loss to the Jets, and the Jets feel it's crazy. The Bills lost that game, and Josh Allen looked terrible, absolutely atrocious. 
But even then, the Jets were still losers in that because Aaron Rodgers' Achilles went kapooey. So that's kind of tough for them, but we'll see how, you know, teams bounce back. We'll see what happens. You know, this is a big spot because, like I said, the Raiders aren't a good team. You know, them beating the Broncos is not super impressive because, I mean, the Broncos' offense still kind of stinks. Even with Sean Payton, they kind of stink. But, you know, regardless... You know, I think the Raiders can compete in this. I actually like them to cover the plus eight and a half. But the Bills should get a bounce back spot here, especially at home. Um, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Cincinnati started off the season terribly. Joe Burrow didn't eclipse 100 yards after being the most paid quarterback in the league. Now that's really tough just because I like him a lot. But, you know, uh, Cincinnati tends to play Baltimore very well. Jamar Chase kind of tortures the Baltimore secondary. And the Raiders, I don't, I mean, the Ravens, I don't think looked great either on Sunday. I mean, they beat the Texans, but, you know, that's not a big accomplishment. But they were sloppy with the ball in that second half. And, I mean, Zay Flowers was, like, really the big, you know, inspiring part of that win. But they also suffered some bad injuries with an Achilles with J.K. Dobbins. And um, I believe Marcus Williams had a torn pack. Like, it was a rough injury lux, you know, once again for the Ravens, who kind of just deal with that a lot now. And Cincinnati, like I said, just got dominated by the Browns. So I, I'm curious to see how this game unfolds. I think this will be a bounce-back spot for Cincy. Like I said, I think their their wide receivers kind of handle Baltimore very well. I think it's just a bad matchup for them. So man, give me Cincy there. Uh, I kind of previewed it. Seattle at Detroit. Seattle laid a big egg on Sunday as well. You know, Coming into the season, big expectations. Geno Smith got paid against the Rams, who should be in a rebuilding year. Uh, they just got flat out dominated in that second half. It was just Matthew Stafford picking them apart with 2-2 Atwell and Puka Nakua. Respectfully, the rookie from BYU, but good lord, he just kind of just dominated them like he was Mike Evans. He was a 10-year vet or something, but regardless, I mean, Seahawks hoping to bounce back here against Detroit. This was an incredible game last year. It was like 45-42, but is that the same Seattle team coming to Detroit? I don't know. I don't think that's the same Detroit defense that Seattle played last week. So I think this will, I won't say this will be a test for Detroit, but I think this will be another indicator. It's like, is this the same old Detroit? Are they going to lose this one after you know winning that big one last week? We'll see, but I think they will. I, I, Seattle, ugh. Just a PU game from them last week. Indianapolis at Houston. I talk about this game in LK League Notes. That's your spoiler there, preview. Uh, rookie versus rookie. I'm always excited to see rookie quarterbacks, despite how bad they are. It always makes me a little bit pumped up to see this one, and especially in a divisional matchup, I think adds a level of intrigue to it. Read more on LKSportsTalk.com. Wink, wink. Um, once again, another another game that might be on that. Kansas City at Jacksonville. Big week for Kansas City. If they start off 0-2, there's, don't push the panic button, but definitely would like to win that game so Jacksonville another one as well where it's like you know you didn't look great against the Colts you know Colts I think played up to Jacksonville more than Jacksonville played down to the Colts um, there's some bonehead plays from the Jaguars who are still young so I mean another game to see how much they've matured I think over the offseason Trevor Lawrence had incredible throws we'll see how the Jags do in that one but plus three and a half is a good number especially at home for Jacksonville uh, Chicago and Tampa Bay. Once again, surprising team, Tampa Bay. They're favorite in this matchup against the Bears. And 
can't blame them. I mean, I think the Bears will win this game. It feels like they'll kind of correct, you know, the Bears will and let Justin Fields run a little bit more, more design stuff maybe. Um, and just seeing Baker succeed feels weird right now. So the chip on his shoulder is huge. Maybe that's why he's winning so much. But either way, um, I like the Bears to win that game, especially after a really bad week one showing. Uh, Chargers at Tennessee. This was funny because Ryan Tannehill called the Chargers San Diego. So, I mean, that's just that's just pretty funny. But um, I don't know. I mean, Tennessee looked sluggish, but they were still competing with the Saints. It feels like a very Mike Rabel type of happening, um, you know, just competing till the end, but ultimately losing. Like, uh, what is it? What was it? 18 to 15 or 18 to 16 game? Like, uh, hokey. Um, Chargers lost in a heartbreaking shootout. So uh, it feels like it could be a tough one for the Chargers just because they have to travel across the coast and it'll be 1 o'clock Eastern time and 10 o'clock Pacific time. So that's a little tough, but I'd like the Chargers to win this. I think they're just a better team. But I don't know if they're more disciplined. Uh, Giants at Arizona, that's a snooze fest, respectfully. Arizona's competed hard last week but ended up losing to the commanders somehow and the giants got obliterated last week so i'm i'm okay on that one uh then we get to the, more towards the end here the afternoon slate i was afternoon slate the cardinals and giants but uh, rams san francisco uh, i think this would actually be a better game than most people think just because i mean san francisco is a, a dominant team destroyed the steelers sorry for the bet of the week by the way the LK's best bet of the week there in the NFL. Absolute stinker because the Steelers stink. Um, but the 49ers coming back to play the Rams, I think this could just be a very good game. This, I talked about in LK League Notes. Make sure to check it out there. And the Jets-Dallas, same thing. Check out LK League Notes. Wink, wink. Shameless plugs all around on this coach's corner. But, I mean, Zach Wilson gets the start now. Gets his, I, I don't want to say second chance, but gets another chance here to prove what he's worth against Dallas. A good Dallas defense will be especially tough for him. Tray, Trayvon Diggs might have a field day, man. Ugh. Uh, Washington and Denver is a, a stinker. <laughs> I mean, respectfully to Sam Howell, who looked okay. Not great, not bad. Um, you know, going on the road against Denver, a Denver team that scares, only scored 16 points. Once again, very disappointing offensive showing, even with Sean Payton. Turns out they're not great. Um, Miami at New England's the Sunday night game. <sighs> New England will probably get stomped here just because, I mean, Tua, that Tyreek Hill. I don't know, maybe, maybe New England has an answer. Like I said, the New England defense is legit. So, I mean, it'll really be the battle of Miami's offense and New England's defense. So, we'll see how that pans out. The New Orleans at Carolina, I mean, I think New Orleans will win that one just because Bryce Young is not ready yet. I think that was apparent against the Falcons on Sunday, but I think this this could be a close game. Um, I'd love to see some Bryce Young magic, see what he does. And then we finish off the Cleveland at Pittsburgh. I mean, impressive, impressive win from Cleveland. Like I said, shut down Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. And what I don't know what the opposite of impressive is. Unimpressive? Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, un- super uninspiring, unimpressive performance from Pittsburgh. And Deontay Johnson, the receiver, down a couple weeks with a hamstring. So not great news there for Pittsburgh, but I, I think Cleveland will win this. This might be the Deshaun Watson coming out party. Very nasty, very scary for people in the Cleveland area. But regardless, I... 
I think Cleveland gets a win here against Pittsburgh. So, okay, that's your weekend preview. That's your week two preview. We talked about last week, obviously. You know, feel good about my college football bets. Feel good about this upcoming weekend of the NFL. I mean, not great matchups, but I think intriguing matchups that at least will make us think and want to watch these games a little bit, like just to see certain players, certain you know trends that we might like. Is Denver always going to score under 16 points? Probably, but we'll see it happen against the Commanders on Sunday for sure. So, with all that being said, I'm your host, Coach Var. Make sure you check out the pod on wherever you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. You know, check out the YouTube channel. Make sure to share, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And until next time, goodbye.